Hello, everyone, and welcome back to our podcast. I'm Chris, joined by my brothers, Adam and Eric. Hello. Hello. (laughs) We did it. We are back in the room to talk more about video games. And in this week's episode, in the lead up to the Game of the Year Awards, we're going to look at, uh, because in November, they always put up the nominations. And there's plenty of time for people still to vote. And we wanted to talk about it now while... There's still time to vote. There's still going to be time to, uh, to to discuss it as well before the actual event itself, in which case our discussion will become null and void. <laughs> <laughs> so we want to do it with plenty of time. Uh, we could all speculate together. But basically, we're going to go through the nominations for the categories for Game of the Year and, uh, you know, the best music, all that kind of stuff, all the different nominations that are there. They, there's two things we're going to do with each of them which we think should win, which would be our personal picks, and then which we think is going to win, which is different. And that sometimes that could be the same thing, but sometimes it might not be. It might be down to just like, it's like, but I honestly, I think that's the one that's going to get it or whatever. We probably, there's a lot of categories that we probably won't get through them all. So we're going to prioritize and start with some of the big ones. Um, so we're going to work our way down the list to start with game of the year and work our way down and so that we have plenty of time to really discuss in great detail some of the bigger categories. Um, and if we run out of time, we will mention the other categories and, and we can always continue the discussion um, either in the comment section on YouTube or on social media. Um, and people could recommend us some of the games that we haven't played based on the stuff that we do like as to whether we would enjoy them or not. Um, so if we don't get through them all, that would be the reason we might run out of time, but we will definitely prioritize some of the bigger categories so that we definitely get to talk about that stuff. Um, that being said, if you are watching this on YouTube, if you want to jump into the comments to share your own thoughts on each category and your own opinions on each game that comes up, feel free to do so and to recommend us games. And if you're listening to us on social media platforms, Facebook, Insta- no, sorry, <laughs> I'm getting ahead of myself. If you're listening to us on audio platforms, not social media platforms, then you can get in touch with us on social media platforms, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at The Brothers Take. Again, to let us know what you think of these nominations, what you think should win each category, any games you feel have been left out and should have been included, and uh, tell us where we're wrong. That's what the internet's for, telling people when they're wrong. Yeah. Um, And we are going to be so wrong. Oh, it doesn't matter. It doesn't oh. matter what answer we give. We're no. wrong. We are wrong always, unless when it unless comes around me. and we're right. <laughs> I but, uh, am always right. Are you? Yeah. You know, I was going to dispute that, but actually, looking at the screen, you're on the right-hand side of my screen. So you are right. Um, <laughs> but will that turn into recording? I don't know. Um, so look, without further ado. Uh, We'll let the music roll and then we'll kick straight into it. The 2020 Game of the Year Awards. Okay, so let's start with the big one. Uh, I suppose esports. Which of us? Any of us. Have you ever actually sat down? I have never sat down to watch the full event. I have always just caught like caught up with it. 
the highlights or caught up with it afterwards, but I've never sat down and watched the whole event. Is it entertaining? Sometimes? I don't know. Like, I mean... I like watching them. I, I don't know. Like, I, I've never actually finished one and went, wow, that was that was That great. was amazing. <laughs> but uh, I do like watching them, and I do like uh, th- this. I like that there's a, a kind of a, a singular... Like, I mean, there's so many awards given to games. Like, every single... Uh, publisher has their own game of the year uh, thing, yes. but I consider this one like the official. Like mm. in my eyes, anyway, this is the official. Well, one. it's like the Oscars uh, yeah. of of the video game. Yeah, right? yeah. But it is nice. To, I like watching it because you will see a lot of. Like, I mean, the Series X was announced at the Game Awards. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I like I like watching. Cause I always like, enjoy the the orchestra. Yeah, and this and year stuff? supposedly. Uh, like the opening, uh, the Jeff Keighley was talking about the orchestra, um, practicing and going from, like going through the game of the year categories, which I'll just mention here. It's Doom Eternal, <laughs> Final Fantasy VII Remake, Ghost of Tsushima, Hades, Animal Crossing, and The Last of Us Part Two. And the orchestra goes and waves in between all of them. I can't wait I to hear that. Wait to see that. That's I can't going wait to, to hear that. Insane. Yeah, that's gonna be awesome. Um, yeah, no, I, I, I like it. Usually, I'm working. I think when it's on. Um, and so, and that often happens with a lot of things. So I have to play catch up. I think it's on late uh, this time. Yeah, so I might get to watch it this year. I'll see how 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 I go. Um, and if I can, I will, because I am genuinely interested. And particularly like like last year, I wasn't too interested if I'm telling the truth because I felt like there just wasn't. It was kind of like there, there wasn't enough games for us that came out last year that would actually peak us. Well, this time there there yeah, is. this time there's there's loads where I'm like, yeah. oh wow, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like um, and I'm like, even in in some categories, I'm like, would I give it to that one or would I give it to that one? You know, <laughs> it's like it's really cool. So I'm actually really excited to see how this one turns out. Um. And I'm really excited to hear what other people think as well about this one. I think there's going to be more discussion around this one. And even after the results, it might feel like the U.S. election where they want to recount. Um, yeah, I was about to make a joke about that, yeah. We want, we want a fair and yeah, legal yeah. voting thing here, right? None of this false phony crap. By the way, because I know and voting is still at the time of, uh, of releasing this and recording this. Um, people can still vote for games, right? Mm-hmm. But yeah. that's just for the People's Choice, is it? Yeah, yeah. It's People's Choice Awards. So obviously we it's, can't really say anything the about critics, that. It's the, it's the critics uh, in the end that uh, decide which is actually wins. Yeah. So it's not you're not actually deciding what will get the official game of the year, but you will decide yeah. for People's Choice game of the year. Yeah. So is there a People's Choice for each of these categories? Uh, I can't remember, actually. I assume so. Okay. Yeah. There I must ma- be. I imagine so. Vote in each category. Yeah. I just um, don't think they announced they them all. That. No, they announced People's Choice Game of the Year, do they? Yeah, I think so, yeah. Yeah, yeah. okay. Um, okay, cool. Well, maybe we should leave what we think the People's Choice Game of the Year is to the very end. Sure. But for each category, we'll still go through what we would personally pick and then what we think the critics are going to pick. Okay. okay. Yeah? Yeah. Okay, so let's start with Game of the Year. Um, Adam, you want to call out the nominations there again? Yep, so Doom Eternal... Final Fantasy VII Remake, Ghost of Tsushima, Hades, 
Animal Crossing, New Horizons, and The Last of Us Part 2. Awesome. By the way, I, I don't know, it, it turn out how this, it'll depend on how this turns out in the recording. For me, your audio did cut up a little bit there. I did hear it, everything, though. But just in case, if in the recording in the end there's some cut audio at certain points or anything like that, it that's just, um, we're still recording over Skype, and, and we're recording multiple things at once, including our uh, audio and our picture and all this kind of stuff. So if there's any kind of little hiccups like that, it, that's all just down to technical and unavoidable issues. But don't worry, we did we, we got everything you said. Um, and it might be crystal clear, and that might be a useless piece of trivia for everyone that I just said. <laughs> uh, Eric, I'm going to start with you. Right. Of the, uh, which game, first of all, <laughs> and I'm like, you're about to ask me which one do you think, but before you did that, you were actually just going to say which one I was going to choose, because you know which one I'm going to choose. I'm not going to say anything first. I'm just going to ask you, which one would you pick, and then which one do you think they're going to pick? Right, so I would pick, and you were you were about to say this, you were going, good, and then you went on to your question. I, uh, no. So it is Ghost of Tsushima. <laughs> Do you know what? This you were, you were gonna... about to go. Oh, Ghost Tsushima is your favorite, right, Eric? I was like, no, I wasn't. I actually wasn't. I actually, I, I would get. I was about to say game. I wasn't about to say Ghost Tsushima. Uh, but anyway, uh, um, over there. Yeah. The um, I suppose this is going to negate as well. Just doing this discussion is going to negate. You know, when we started off, we did like the game of the year for us personally, like yeah. our favorite game from every previous year. This conversation is going to negate um our favorite game of 2020, unless something like Cyberpunk coming out in December turns out to be even better than Ghost Tsushima, for example, for Eric or, you know, yeah, yeah. whatever, either of us. Um, but it is pretty much going to negate that episode <laughs> in the future. So, Eric, you would give Game of the Year to Ghost Tsushima if it was yes. up to you? Yes. And do you think the critics are going to agree with you? Uh, I don't know, because I've heard actually a lot of, lot of praise for the game Hades. Oh, yeah. 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 I've heard... Like and that's in a lot of categories, you know. It like is. that's that's nearly in every category, to be honest. So I feel like I think it it is a, for me, uh, with the critics going to be a toss up between Hades. I would like to say Ghost Tsushima, but I feel like they want to go down the controversy road and say The Last of Us Part Two. Right, <laughs> right. Just a. Uh, I think they might go with Hades, to be honest. Oh, you think they might give Hades Game of the Year? Yeah, because I've heard so many good things, it's in so many categories. I feel like it's it's one of those uh, the one of the things that might give it to that. Yeah, and I suppose a very surprising new release as well. It's not mm. one that I've played. I don't think either of us have played. It. Have any of you played it? No, I haven't played it, but I've watched um I've watched some Twitch streaming on it. Um, it's I'm I'm a little like it's an interesting game. Uh, really interesting premise. Uh, I like the art style. I like the story and character interaction in it i don't like the game though i don't like the gameplay right it's definitely not my kind of game but it could shock yeah it could shock just because sekiro won last year so yeah yeah sometimes it's hard to know where they're yeah. gonna go i my friend i was talking to him about hades he was playing it and he highly recommended it. he said it's amazing and that was the first i heard of it and then I've seen it pop up a couple of times and getting amazing reviews. So I am kind of surprised it's in game of the year category though. I and am then too, I'm like, actually, oh shit, yeah. maybe this is like way better than, you know, like there's other categories where I'm like, I'm not surprised to see it there because mm -hmm. of how highly praised it was. Yeah. But that one, I'm I'm actually, 
I am surprised. But then so Animal Crossing is there too, and I, that's one I really don't I don't understand. Well, out okay. of all of them, that's the best selling game. So surely, right. okay, that's one thing to go off, I suppose. Yeah. Um. So Adam, which game would you give? I actually have three answers for this. Do you because... know what? So do I. Yeah. <laughs> Because I have my own personal game of the year. Yes. I have what I think the critics are going to vote for. And then I think I have what I think actually deserves game of the year. Those are my three answers. Uh, I actually think I have the same. And I think it's going to work out the exact same (laughs) way. Uh, So, yeah, let's hear it. Because I'm looking at it from like... You know, like when I look at my personal game of the year, it's it's because it's my favorite out of all of them that I've played. Obviously, I haven't played Hades, but I've played the rest. And right, the one I had the most enjoyment out of was Final Fantasy VII Remake. Like it, I I had nothing but smiles the whole way through that game. My face actually was paining me playing that, because uh, I was just smiling so much. And I loved the gameplay. I just loved it so much. But the description is recognizing a game that delivers the absolute best experience across all creative and technical fields. There's so much graphical issues with Final Fantasy VII Remake. And it's an unnecessary install size as well for the size of the game. That there were some serious technical issues with it. Obviously, I think the the development of it was partially due to that it, it kind of suffered in the development field and they had to like change teams and change engine halfway through development so that just resulted in that so due to the description i can't give it to find myself really but that's my personal game of the year just because i had the most fun with that game yeah i think the critics are going to go with the last of us part two because i think they're this is that's the highest rated game i think out of all of them due to the critics yeah. it's the critics that have the final say not the people. And it seems as though the critics had the most enjoyment or um, at least rated that the, the best out of all these games here. The game that deserves it is Ghost of Tsushima because it absolutely delivers on not just a creative with, with its visuals, but on the technical fields. Like, that fast travel is insane. We don't, we don't have SSDs at that point and it was able to deliver on that and it really innovated on a genre that I think has been really overstaying its welcome, which is what I call the kind of, like, I suppose the Assassin's Creed style game. Like, this mm-hmm. game is a better Assassin's Creed than every Assassin's Creed that ever released. You know, ever. like they, they just showed how how you make that type of game. Yeah. Um, and even the missions that should feel mundane didn't because they worked in the context of the time the history the place the lore all of it um visual masterpiece yes character models are not as good as final fantasy or the last of us but this is an open world game and it still managed to deliver incredible visuals the way uh, foliage works in it is just a technical marvel this game looks and performs amazing and the new multiplayer which was free is one of the best multiplayer experiences this year. Yeah. I think it does that deserves the game of the year. And if it doesn't, I like psh, revote. Let's just call it revote. Yes. This is it's a steal. Recount. It's a steal. <laughs> <laughs> Rigged. But, but Rigged. my personal is is Final Fantasy Seven. 
it just how uh, it's just such a strong place in my heart so yeah so yeah i'm coming from the exact same place if someone has asked me my favorite game of the year is final fantasy 7 remake right uh again it's for the enjoyment of the music the portrayal of the characters the um just the nostalgia and it really came from a, a nostalgia is a huge thing for me and it, it just it meant a lot to see these this that world blown up and the scenarios re-envisioned and seeing tifa kick ass in action in the way that she really always should have um and the gameplay the gameplay was the most fun i've had this year in that one in particular uh, a mixture of strategy and speed and just like you know it was a perfect blend between say final fantasy 10 and devil may cry like it just yeah it worked on so many levels for me um so if someone has asked me what was your favorite game this year then yes i would say five had seven remake and i must say i'm really happy to see it um in to be considered and yeah it's all my yeah like definitely it. But I didn't. I actually didn't think. I thought it was going to be a little under the radar in that category. So I'm really happy to see it at least being nominated, because when was the last time a Final Fantasy was nominated for Game of the Year? Yeah. You know what I mean, I'm really happy to see that, and I think at least show them that putting the work in in this way and taking it this seriously is the right road. Is the road to go down, and to like make these characters more accessible and more believable is the road. Um, however, I do think Ghost of Tsushima is the game that deserves um, be my second favorite game here uh, on a personal level. But on purely an objective technical level, I think it is the best game that came out this year. It hit all those marks that you said, Adam. And I would, I would be overjoyed if I heard that that got game here. I think it yeah. deserves. I think Sucker Punch deserves. For the work they've put in and hitting all the markers across the board. And I do think The Last of Us Part 2 is the one that's going. Right? Yeah. Now, I actually like a lot about The Last of Us Part 2, and I think people will see that as we go through some of the other categories. Because I there's things that I have to say about that game that I think are really good, and those are the high points for me. Yeah. But I just feel like if you compare that and go Tsushima and you go across the board, I just think Ghost Tsushima, like, succeeds more in the yeah, areas I think, yeah as a, as a full package you know yeah. it's like i think the last it's like when you sit out sit down to i think i had this analogy as well when we were talking about final seven i i always uh bring up the analogy of like sitting down for for a meal <laughs> or, or you're having like <laughs> hey food's awesome food is awesome food is sexy man i love food well, egg <laughs> on toast sexiest thing <laughs> <laughs> but it's like you know, if you went to like this like gourmet restaurant and you had like all these different courses, right? And let's say the starter kind of sucked, but the main was nice, and then the dessert was kind of okay. Like that to me is like The Last of Us. It's like we're just parts of the experience is like great, and they're really good. Like those those, but just the overall not so good. Whereas something like Ghost of Tsushima. Where maybe the main wasn't as good as the last restaurant, but all three courses were fucking tasty as fuck. So the experience was ni- nicer. I think that's that's what it is. The full package just works so much better, I think, than the last of part two. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Um, but yeah, we'll see. And I, look, at, there was, the internet was a fun place on the last of us to release, so it'll be a fun place again if it gets game of the year. 
<laughs> yeah. This was rigged, probably. You know. <laughs> and again, I'm not saying I don't think it's a terrible game. I have no issue with it being nominated. No. It, no it'd be really weird if it wasn't. Yeah. Like, I, I, it, like it'd be so weird. It if should it wasn't. be nominated. Yeah. Because it did. It it's a technical marvel at its time as well, and there's a lot it did incredibly well, and you'll see that in some of the other categories. But I just I. While I personally loved Final Fantasy VII Remake, I do think Ghost of Tsushima is the game that should get it. Yeah, um, definitely. So let's go for Best Game Direction, which is the next category. Okay. Yeah. Who's reading them out? Me? Yeah, 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 out? yeah. Okay, yeah. Okay. You got the screen up there. Okay, okay, okay. So Best Game Direction. Again, the kind of uh, category would be awarded for outstanding creative vision and innovation in game direction and design. As Final Fantasy VII Remake, Ghost of Tsushima, Hades, Half Life, Half Life, Alex, and The Last of Us Part Two. Okay. Okay. So Eric, let's come back to you. Which game would you pick, and then which game do you think they're going to pick? Right. I would pick for read the description again for me, just very quickly. <laughs> Awarded for outstanding creative vision and innovation in game direction and design. Yeah, okay, so I would go for Final Fantasy VII Remake for that. Wow. Right. Because bringing all the... I know, like, they're, they're, they're te- like technically they're not new designs, but it's bringing those old designs to life, bring them to 3D, putting them to the full screen. But they do have new designs. They, they, they built Midgar and made it, a, a, like, somewhat of a, a living city. You know, you, went, you would have went to areas that you didn't go to before like the upper streets when you go to jesse's house you know i mean designing that kind of that story you know you have all those uh the creatures and the characters and everything you know you had don cornelio's arena with the hell house and designing uh so i i would give it to that for those reasons for the bringing this old fantastic game to life bringing all these things to full scale I kind of feel like they're going to give it to Half-Life Alex. Wow. Why? Due to it. Well, due to not only Half-Life people, the fans of Half-Life waiting for a third one for ages. It's a third, third critically acclaimed games. But the whole, the, the fact that it's nominated and the whole thing's on VR, and I've seen some of the stuff you're able to do in it. In VR. Yeah. Which is really good. And some of the designs and everything. So again, now it's, it's almost the same thing as Final Fantasy VII Remake. It's it's bringing these these games that were on like Xbox 360 and stuff, making them more high def. But now you're you're actually in it. So now it's all 3D, like recreating the whole system in a in a full 3D effect. And you know that you can get the guns and you look at and you look at the creatures in in full. So I think for those reasons, they might give it a Half Life Alex. That's for a really... the fact that they're bringing it, yeah, you know, I mean, into a, a VR setting. That's a really interesting observation that I didn't even really think about. Like, I just saw it there and I went, oh yeah, cool, yeah, it's in there. But I didn't even think about the fact that it's like, it's a VR game that made it in there. Yeah. And it's the mm-hmm. only VR game that made it in there. And that's really, really interesting. Um, it's a really good observation. Adam, mm-hmm. what do you think? Um, which which game a... would you give it to? And then which game do you think they're going to give it to? This is a harder, I think this is a harder category. Um, just because I do think, I don't think Final Fantasy 7 Remake or The Last of Us Part 2 should win in any of these cases. Okay. Um, just because I do think the formula for both of them is kind of the same thing, just kind of refined. 
But when I'm looking at like innovation in game direction, I'm kind of thinking like it probably does deserve to be Half-Life Alex just because uh like it does like push the boundaries of VR, but it's supposed to be just an incredible game regardless, like not just push the boundaries of VR, pushes the boundaries of first person anyway. Um Hades as well. I th- I think possibly Hades has a good chance of winning this one. Yeah. Um, just down its aesthetics and the way it utilizes the because um, it's a rogue it's a rogue style game so you do die often in it and you come back and you, you're stronger but so are your enemies but they remember like you, they remember you <laughs> so the dialogue changes as you keep going. And oftentimes people purposely almost die just to hear the extra dialogue from different characters, not just your enemies, but all other characters that you meet on your journey. They'll all remember you. It it takes the concept of what Greek mythology is that? The person who has to push the boulder up the hill for Sisyphus. Yeah. It takes that mythology, because it's based obviously Greek mythology, but it takes that story and applies a game mechanic around it where it's the constant struggle of trying to get up that hill pushing that boulder and i just think that's very innovative like to take such an old like rogue style games are they've been around since like ascii characters before there was ever like you're just using text on a on a screen like that's how old that type of game is and they've really reinvented it here mm-hmm. so i think possibly that one deserves to win <laughs> Um, but from what I've played, again, I'd give it to Ghost of Tsushima for all the reasons I said above. Yeah, uh, in this category, I would give it to Ghost of Tsushima. Um, just from the direction point of view, I just think it's it, it turned out to be much better than I thought it was going to be. Even at the start of the game, it got better and better. I thought it was well crafted, uh, well paced. I'm even thinking about the fact that it's an open world game, but it's an open world game that it doesn't just go, here you go. Um, it's yeah. slowly, slowly opens it up more and more to you. There's plenty to do at the beginning, but there's more and more to do as you go. Um, and there's an, also a great character story in there as well. Um, yeah, I think it's directed incredibly well. And again, could be wrong. I think it's the game that's going to get it. Really? I think they'll give it to Ghost of Tsushima. Wow, that would that, yeah. I'd love to. I'd love to see that. Yeah. But uh, we'll see. Like we'll see. Yeah. But I yeah. just think. Um, I think this is going to be such an interesting game award because I I do mm. think now the past two categories that we've just done. I think there's a there's a argument for any of the games that have just been mentioned. Well, that's the thing, and that's why it's that's why like for example last year I wasn't that interested. Yeah. Because it didn't. I don't know. I'm not trying to talk down any of the games that came out last year, but it just it felt like it didn't really matter. Which one won? It was like, oh, did you hear what got game of the year? And it's like, sure, tell me. I, I, yeah, I do really feel like care. last year was it was way too personal preference and not enough objective. Like we were able to look at these and say, well, personally, I love this one, but yeah, objectively, that one deserves it. Like I, mm. it's just such a good uh, showcase of games. Like what a what a year. So I think yeah, no, and it has been a sick year for games, and I think this next category is going to be interesting, which is best narrative. Right, um, mm, yeah. which is really mm. our cup of tea because yeah. we tend to we play a lot of different types of games, but narrative games are the ones that we go for more, um, and that draws in more. 
So um, I'm actually not familiar with this 13 Sentinels. No, Aegis Rim. Aegis Rim. I don't. I don't know that game. Uh, it's on. It's on PlayStation. It is on the PS4. Like, if you want to get it. Yeah, I, I don't know what it is, but it's been nominated, so it must have a good story. It's um, but... kind of. It's a JRPG, I think, style thing. Okay. But it's kind of done like um, because I actually watched a trailer for it, so it's it's done almost two D, uh, with really great actually art style, and it looks like you're in like this kind of post-apocalyptic world with these like giant robots and shit, oh. but the. But it's like the robots even have like an old kind of um, old style, like almost metal slug style design to them, but blown oh, cool. up, made bigger. While then the characters have that kind of JRPG design to them and stuff. Cool. Really, really tell you. Um, but Eric, what what game would you pick for best narrative? And then again, oh, I didn't read them out. Personally, for me, this oh is sorry, narrative. yeah, call them out. So call them out. <laughs> so it's for outstanding storytelling and narrative development in a game. You've mentioned 30 Sentinels, Final Fantasy VII Remake is back in there, Ghost of Tsushima is back in there, Hades, and the last was Part 2. Okay. See, I, I don't think as a, a story, as a narrative, right, the, the what they're trying to tell and the kind of, I know like it's it's a classic story, it's as old as time. But The Last of Us Part Two's style of revenge story and the cycle of revenge, how it never ends and someone has to end it, it was the is, I think, the better story. But unfortunately, The Last of Us 2 suffers from being too long, that it almost ruins the story, in my opinion. Okay. So I'd like, if Last of Us 2 was, it's the, the length it should be, which is like 50, like it's like 30 hours and should be like 15 hours or something. So if it was that more average Naughty Dog Lent, I probably would have given it to Last of Us 2 because right. of its story. Uh, I would but I would probably give it to definitely for nostalgia reasons, Final Fantasy VII. Yeah, I mean, like, that's no question, isn't it? Because it's uh, the best story ever written. You know? Yeah. It, but, it yeah, adds, it, yeah, yeah, boss, boss. <laughs> yeah. I hear, like, my only thing here is, and you know me, Final Fantasy VII. Like, it's, it's a chapter of the story. It's not a complete story, is it? And no. they see, they, they, I've heard people say it. it is oh, don't, don't worry, it still feels like a complete narrative. And actually, it's like, it doesn't. It's the most to-be-continued game I have ever played. Which is not, I'm not complaining, because all I want to do is st- put on the next half. And I'm like, come on! It has to be the most, uh, the yeah, game yeah. I'm most anticipating is the next part of Final Fantasy VII Remake. But in saying that, it's not a, it's a complete narrative in one sense if you want to get into spoilers, but it's right. also not at all. Mm-hmm. And it'll really depend on what the next parts do will determine how good that story in the first one actually was. Um, kind of. Well, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to ignore what you said. Yeah, go for it. And just say Final Fantasy VII's narrative was yeah. very good. Because even though, yes, it is one part of several million other parts that they're going to do, because <laughs> it's such a long big game everything they do in it they do so well i think even though you know me i hated the ending at first yeah. going back to play it that's a great ending it's amazing but so also good. the narrative within uh enemies and the descriptions and the items you pick mm-hmm. up as well like the the narrative is more than just what's being said by the actors it's like it's within like the world itself as well. 
they they even give now within this and they they didn't they didn't do it in the first one i don't think but they give the summons backstories yeah like shiva was this ice goddess yeah that's amazing that's really good so i i think for for just expanding it and the emotional weight behind each thing yeah explaining the summons i would i personally would give final fantasy 7 but i think 13 sentinels will get it wow wow okay why because it's there and it doesn't it's not in any of the other ones so it must be a really good narrative I that's think a weird Sentinel. analysis that's a weird way of breaking it down <laughs> i hope actually i'm right about it just the yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it'd be really interesting yeah. if eric is really right based on like you're nearly going for like a gambler's approach of yeah. like well the odds are like that game's there and it's nowhere else so yeah well, like, what for, for hades was uh, it's in all the others and i heard stuff about it so i say i'll get it yeah, say yeah. hades you gave here half-life <laughs> alex for best direction it's not anywhere else it's vr i'll say it's that one <laughs> um adam which would you pick for best narrative and then which do you think is going to get it i really would i really I like i'm just i'm not going to mention it any further because just final seven remake just know that from me it's going to be in every category is the best right anyway let's move on um, I think The Last of Us Part Two, I think, is gonna win. Um, yeah. It just seems to me that when the critics were reviewing this game, they didn't seem to focus at all on anything bar the story. There was so much focus on the story. It's like as if the story is like the its only selling point or something, you know. And we've talked at length of. You know, some of its finer moments, some of the finer things in the game, such as, like, well, graphically, obviously, it's it's really impressive there. And I, I thought the story was one of its weakest points. But it seems as though the critics were really selling it as, like, the story is the reason to love this game. And because of that, then, I think that's what they're going to vote for. But due to the description again narrative development in a game i think hades deserves it due to that circle Rogue system yeah it's the way it tells its story it like utilizes that death and revive there's such typical game mechanic of dying and coming back but that continues the story it doesn't you're not starting again you're continuing but like on. Shadow, Shadow of War, or Shadow of War did that. They kind of like, do that with that... a nemesis system, yeah. But this is different yeah. that NPCs, like, oh, react. like yeah, Zeus, yeah. for example, or Aphrodite, you can go meet them, and they'll remember the last time you've met them, and they'll have different dialogue now because of your experience and your equipment. So, like, the, the level of dialogue in this is, like, ridiculous and it's not just written dialogue this is voice acted as well so it's you know it's it's insane the the high quality of just narrative development yeah so i think that one deserves uh, it i don't I, to be honest i don't know enough about hades to to, to comment on on that um and yeah I, i'd love to give it a go because there is such high praise for it um based on the ones that i do know and i've kind of i kind of given away uh, a little bit of how i feel like okay so five man seven remake for example uh is probably my favorite story this year yeah but objectively i would think not the best narrative right what i'm trying to say there is 
because I loved having all these theories and trying yeah. to dissect the imagery and the, it's like it seems plain and simple and then suddenly it's like whoa you've just taken something that I've known like in and out for the last 20 whatever years. Yeah I suppose this that's the only game where the narrative expanded beyond the game. Yeah and now you've twisted it in such a way that I don't even know but I can't escape the fact that um, as much as I love it it really will This is it's really like a movie series right in a way that I've never experienced in gaming before in that it will all depend on how they stick the landing the story yeah. of the first one might actually get ruined by how they carry on in the next ones or it could turn out to be the best thing ever mm. at the moment it's a real high point for me but it really it's such a to be continued thing uh, that it's really hard to just I don't know for me personally I, I think they're going to give it to The Last of Us 2 I agree that the critics seemed really, really, really impressed with the narrative of that one. Um, and while I liked the moments in it, it's the overall narrative that actually bothered me. Um, because mm-hmm. I always got to the end and went, what was the point? Yeah. What was the point in that narrative? And it's like, you told, you might have told it well, and there was loads of great experiences within that I really loved. But in the end, what was the point in The Last of Us Part 2 versus The Last of Us Part 1, which seemed to have so much more to say about uh, humanity, I felt, than the second yeah. one did. Um, I-, I might sound like a broken drum here, um, or a broken record, I should say. I- I- <laughs> broken I- drum is still a drum. <laughs> it's still a drum, yeah, you could beat that and it still sounds kind of cool. Um, I think best narrative is Ghost of Tsushima. Um... I, I just I I think they told a really good story and paced it really well with Jin Sakai's uh, journey of an honorable samurai to questioning the samurai code to becoming a ninja and giving a love letter to the to samurai culture and to samurai movies and the mm. whole mythology of samurai, but also taking the time to criticize it and to criticize the samurai code. Um I just think it was a really well-told narrative and much better than I was expecting. And making a superhero origin story in a samurai game, are you kidding me? I was like, this is way more impressive than it (laughs) ever should have been. And the trailers and all the talk leading up to it did not sell that at all. Like, they did not at all talk up the narrative. Nobody did. Nobody did. And I think it's actually really impressive and told really well um, and paced really well. Even though I preferred the Experience 5.7 remake, I just think as a contained full narrative, like there is a full, by the time you get to the end of it, you don't actually, like even though we, I think we will see Jin Sakai again, you actually don't need to, like that could be the end of his story. You never need to revisit Jin Sakai. It was a fully contained experience. Yeah. So that's just, that's just me. Uh, I still think they will give it to The Last of Us Part 2. Okay, in the next one, best art direction. What's the description on this one, Adam? And then the um, the nominees. So this is for outstanding creative and or technical achievement in artistic design and animation. Again, Final Fantasy VII Remake, Ghost of Tsushima, Hades, Ori and the Will of the Wisps, and Last of Us Part Two. So Ori is the only new one there. We well, you know what I'm going to say. I, just, uh, <laughs> <big idea. laughs> I have to say here just for a second before we get into it 
I'm really impressed. I, I and it's totally biased. Like there's some of these that I need. Like there's some where you know that they're gonna get a lot of nominations and all. I'm so happy. Even if I don't think it's gonna win or should win some of these categories, I'm so happy to see Final Fantasy VII remake get nominated so many times. Um, yeah, I'm yeah, I'm happy with that. And Ghost of Tsushima getting nominated so much. Last of Us Part Two to me kind of seemed like a. Let's throw that in for controversy. Like I, no, there's well, no, no, no way. I don't agree like, with that. I don't agree I, with that. I don't know. There's, there's, I don't know. There's some places here I'm a bit like, ah, now, really. As angry as that game made people, I think it deserves the nominations it's getting. Definitely does. Yeah, yeah. I don't think it deserves all the wins. No, that's a different. It probably, thing. It probably will get it. it anyway, so best art direction, um, Eric, we'll come to you again first. Well, you know what I'm going to say is going to win. <laughs> I, think, on... I think I do. Based on the fact that it's nowhere else, Eric. What is yeah, that? yeah, I'm going to say well, actually it is. Based on the fact that it's nowhere else, I'm going to say Hades is going to win <laughs> it. Um, yeah, I'm actually, when it comes to how the critics are going to, I'm actually in a toss-up between Hades and Ori and the Will of the Wisps. Due to Hades' kind of very comic-style uh, designs that it goes for. Mm-hmm. And then Ori and the Will of the Wisps has such a... Um, unique wonderful fantasy style design to it but yet they kind of do have a twist of a, a dark turn kind of kind of like hollow knight as well hollow knight kind of looks like this real cartoon one but then it's like kind of horrific uh so i th- i think i'll just do my one my one would go to ghost of tsushima um on its colors the vivid world the design of the armors the fact that each armor has these layers to it that adds to it the like the accuracy of the the designs of even all the various masks and hats and the mongols and the design of the different types of mongols and the ships and the houses everything even then when it comes to legends that came out and the design of the the oni in in, in it and then the, the goats and me and chris were playing the story of legends and you have the weird like hearts floating in the sky and it's a weird horrific grotesque world in the multiplayer uh, I would give it to Ghost of Tsushima for best art direction. I think they might give the Hades the critics. Okay. What do you think, Adam? This is a really tough one. Yeah. This is really tough. Um, like I said, I think I think Final Fantasy VII Remake had the best character models out of all of those games. Just the level of detail. And lighting as well. Like we've talked about, like when you're walking through and the neon lights are reflecting onto the buster sword on your back. Yeah. And just, just the, the, yeah, the accuracy of it. Uh, it really does push the Unreal Engine as well as to what it can do. Like, I, I it just looked stunning. Whereas Ghost of Tsushima, then with the environment and the way you follow the wind and that, that kind of, um, it's not just the the visual of it, but also to interact with the visuals. It's it's just really something special. I kind of feel I don't know about Hades and Ori just because they look great, they look amazing, but they're they're they've been done. That kind of art style has been done before, like Ori, the first one. Like this is an advancement on that, obviously, but I think it's already been done. You see, so I don't know if they'd win. But then The Last of Us Part 2 is such a finely crafted, really pushing the boundary of the system. Um, the technical achievement of it mm-hmm. is insane. Yeah. Um, 
like just the subtlety in the expressions of the actors' faces and stuff. Yep. Unbelievable. Well, even just that when you're watching Joel's fingers play the fucking guitar. Yeah. I think um, those dogs in the background are going nuts. They're like, you guys are crazy. You go for all the wrong ones. <laughs> this is rigged. This my, is pers- all right, my personal best art direction would be Ghost of Tsushima. There's not yeah. once that was I not overly impressed by just the visuals of that game. And the consistency of the world as well. Like, it doesn't matter where you go. Everything is painterly. It's the only other game that gave me the same feeling as, I guess, Skyrim. When you're kind of walking around and you just, just can't... in the world. Yeah, you just can't help but be in awe of the world around you. But I think the critics are going to go for the last one. Okay. I'm actually... Can I say I'm really surprised that... I thought Ori and the Will of Wisps was older. I didn't realize it could be nominated this year. No, no, that came out. Um, It was... The first one, Ori and the um, Blind Forest. That's the old one. Oh. This is the second one. Okay, okay, okay. And this is the and one that... It does that... look amazing. It looks yeah, stunning. Yeah. Like, it really does. This is the one that I had to go at your house that time, right? No, that was yeah. the first one. Yeah, that's the first one. But it's, so it's the, the sequel to that. One. So it's that style. So you know by looking now. I know it's style, so I, but I can't really comment on how it looks. Um, but, I, yeah, I'm familiar with the artwork. Um, I I kind of agree across the board. Any of these could win, and yeah, it, w- it wouldn't actually. it wouldn't feel like a steal. You know what I mean? It wouldn't feel like it's like any game was robbed in a way. It's kind of like like I think, I think if any of them get it, you're like yeah. I mean, you look at Final Fantasy VII remake, and that opening intro even is the yeah. best thing I've ever seen on anything. And the particle effects as right? well. Yeah. Same. And then you look at Ghost of Tsushima, and you're like, every time you enter a new forest. Or you look up at the moon at night and it's just the most fucking breathtaking beast of scenery I've seen in a game before. Um, Hades then has such a stylistic vibe to it, you know, and you're kind of like, well, you know, it's a different kind of art. It's not going for realism. It's going for this unique style that it has unto itself. Or in the Will of Wisps is a similar thing where it's like you're now playing and interacting with a cartoon and animation. And, you know, it's it's not like the real one. But the last was part two. Then you're like. Just look at the fucking snow. Look at the muck. Look at the fucking look. Look at me on this horse right now, walking through this forest, and I I feel like I could touch those leaves. Like, look at all the blood. It's it's <laughs> yeah yeah. It's ridiculous. Why do you always resort towards violence? No, yeah, you know the clip in lamps. You know, no, it's Tim in uh, Jurassic Tim? Park. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. When he gets up, look at the blood. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember that now. Um, I think my personal pick again here from the games I played would be Ghost of Tsushima, which I'm saying a lot. I've noticed, and I didn't actually realize I was going to say it as much as I am, but I do think that um, just it really carries the Japanese style and aesthetic through the game, um, implementing the wind throughout the actual like the way the leaves move, the trees move, the different colors, the lighting. I think. I think from the ones I played, it probably does have the best art direction, personally. But I think the one that they'll pick, and again, I could be totally wrong. I, I have a feeling Ori and the Will of the Wisps, as an artistic kind of coloring book that's happening in front of you. It's one, of the, one of the first times you and Adam disagreed on games. Yeah, I, I think in an, from, in an art direction category, 
I just think that one it, like looks more like a like a painting almost on the screen in front of you. Mm. And I don't know, I, I like realism is awesome and all, but there's just something that's like really creative about doing something that's not. Yeah, like I wasn't coming from a from a realistic standpoint. I was just coming from where it says the outstanding creative or technical achievement. That's kind of where I was oh, coming yeah. from. And, and like, uh, obviously, Ori is is amazing, but when I think about it in terms of technical achievement. I don't know how far it advances the original tech. That's where that's kind of where I was coming at it. Yeah, but, like, but it is no, like absolutely said, amazing. And if it if it won, I'd, I'd be like, absolutely, yeah. Yeah, I was just about to say that. Like I said, like if any of them win that category, I have no beef for any of them winning that yeah. category. To be honest, yeah. I think that one's the next one. However, I'll be really annoyed if any game other than the one that should win <laughs> yeah, wins. Best this score one in is music. just there's no <laughs> competition okay okay the so best score in music what what's what's the description and then standing music inclusive of score original song and or licensed soundtrack the nominees are doom eternal final Fantasy 7 remake hades ori and the will of the wisps the last of us part two Eric, need I ask? <laughs> this one, a little bit. This was a little bit tricky. What? Um, I'm ignoring the last three, to be honest, because I haven't played Hades and Royal the Will of the Wisps, and Last was Part Two. I'm pretty sure I've said it before. I rarely ever even noticed its music, mm-hmm. its soundtrack. Right. So, like. But for two different reasons. <laughs> Final Fantasy VII Remake and Doom Eternal, I'm a bit like, ah, oh. Because Doom Eternal gets you pumped. Remake gives you the feels. But it also gets you pumped. So I'm going to go with that one, actually, just on that basis. Final Fantasy VII Remake. And the critics might go for it as well. Based on um, the feel of it and the fact that it all, like, just re- getting the music, revamping it, putting a bit of reggae on some of them, putting a bit of hip-hop on others, putting a bit of, <laughs> bit of rock as well. And then the fact that you have the, the, the vinyls, like the, the vinyl tracks that you can play on the jukeboxes and stuff, where, again, they have, like, the hip-hop Chocobo team or the electric. Yeah, so I think that, because the amount of work they put in to revamp this classic music from Final Fantasy VII Remake, I'm going to go with that and think the critics are going to go for it as well. Or at least hope. Adam? I agree. I think the star of the show of Final Fantasy VII is the music. I think that's my choice, and I think the critics are also going to choose it. And if they don't, they're absolutely bonkers. I I have played Doom Eternal's music, and although good, it's not as good as the first one, and it's nowhere near as good as Final Fantasy VII Remake. That's not even debatable. Yeah, I agree 100%. This category is the most... It's like any of the other ones is like, yeah, I could go to that or that, and I wouldn't, I wouldn't mind. And yeah, it's fine. I don't mind which one gets it. Art Direction is like, any of them could get it. I'm like, yeah, fair enough. Happy days you. This one is Final Fantasy VII Remake for me, and the critics are going to pick it too. And if they don't, bullshit. If The Last of Us Part Two wins Best Music over Final Fantasy VII Remake, that's bullshit. That's the one where they actually get mad. Yeah. That's absolute See, Ori, Ori could. No. It could. No. It could. Like the only thing I can think of is that like maybe the critics might be a bit ah sure look it's been done before and you just made it nicer which they don't really realize how difficult that actually is but Final Fantasy VII remake absolutely deserves to win out of all of those 
No question. No, hundred percent. Like if you get one piece of memorable music in in a game, I tend like I tend to go, wow, that game had a really good score, and then I just put that one track on a playlist or something, and I go, yeah, I remember like that game had a great score, you know? Yeah. Like for example, The Last of Us Part One, which yeah, mood and atmosphere works all the way throughout. It's great. There's really only one piece of music that I would listen to on its, and I go, that game has a great soundtrack, so good. Final Fantasy Remake, every single track is like that. It's ridiculous. It's the most pumped I've ever been. I bought the soundtrack. They're going to do an orchestra world tour with that. You don't do that with every... Like, often what you do is an orchestra will play... You know, they'll go around the world and they'll play songs from lots of games Yeah. in a world tour. There's an orchestra going around. The official orchestra are doing just that game on a world tour. I think, every, I think it's very clear that the music is a high selling point. I, yeah. uh, you know... It absolutely deserves it. It's almost like we're fans of Final Fantasy VII Remake. It's almost like we enjoyed it. <laughs> Only the music. No, I don't... <laughs> um, but this will go to show that, um, like, in that category there, you, you, people might have picked up that, um, like, if The Last of Us 2 gets out, I'll actually be mad, right? Yeah. And people might pick up that I'm like, maybe I dislike The Last of Us Part 2. You'll see in the next category that's not true. Best audio design. Recognizing yeah, yeah. the best in-game audio and sound design. Doom Eternal, Half-Life Alex, Ghost of Tsushima, Resident Evil 3, and The Last of Us Part 2. So Eric's obviously going to go for Resident Evil 3 there because it isn't in any other category. <laughs> yeah, that's um, Eric, works. we'll come to you first. Right. Uh, I think this is, again, a no-brainer, personally. Like again, I it's it's very similar to the best score of music. I'm gonna pick one, and I would I would say that the critics will pick the same one, right? Which yep. is Ghost of Tsushima. I should have joked there and went for Resident Evil Three actually, but now Ghost of Tsushima, okay. right? Because the first thing that comes into my head is the nature sound, the trees, the wind, the storm, the foxes, the birds the whole thing um so i think i think the i think that the sound of the steel clashing horses feet and whatnot i i think that had the best audio design goes to gym because it really bring brought the natural world alive and i think that's that's almost one of its biggest biggest things about it i think maybe that's why people never really focused on a narrative that much chris because of its natural world was yeah, so yeah. bloody beautiful. That's why I'm focused. So I'm, I'm going to go for that. I'd say that the critics, or the critics, better go for it. They better go for that. <laughs> Hunt them down and tell them to, that they're wrong. <laughs> just follow a dark alley Politely. and just go. Like, I will. Hey, I will write them as strong. Hey, you're wrong. You're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> and just leave. <laughs> um. Okay, Adam. Um. I, this one's kind of hard. To, tell just because i i haven't played half-life alex and i imagine a vr game sound design is probably like really damn important and considering how highly this game has been pushed up as well we've seen it in another category and it's been praised this year's i i I have a feeling that the audio design in half-life alex is probably above and beyond the rest of these games here just because it has to rely on it for positioning. Um, but I don't know because I haven't experienced it. 
out of the ones I've experienced, I'm going to give it to The Last of Us Part 2. Um, the audio in that is terrifying. It has scared me like more so than every everything else in the game. Like, if I could just turn the audio off, I'd just walk through that game. It's fine. Like, the, the scary factor of that game is its audio. And also how it just uses the audio, like the whistles of the the scars and stuff like that. Like, that is such a cool, like, it's such a unique, where, what that what the clicker sound was for the first one in creating a, a unique identity for the first game, the whistles, I think, in this are quite unique in creating a language with the scars. But it's also terrifying because you hear it and you, you know what's ahead and you're trying to pinpoint the positioning of it. So for me, it's The Last of Us Part 2. I kind of have a feeling Half-Life Alex stands a chance here, though. Just because, again, I haven't yeah. seen it or experienced it, but uh, just thinking about it on a technical level, I I imagine that one has a good shot with the critics. I think there's good observations made all around there by the two of you. Um, for me... Oh, thanks, Chris. <laughs> thanks, guy. <laughs> I'll give you an A+. Uh, <laughs> but um, for me, if it was up to me, it's The Last of Us Part 2. Um, I was teasing that before we got into this. I think when we talked about rating The Last of Us Part 2, we did a category by category. I'm pretty sure I gave it sound a 10 out of 10. And I'm pretty sure when I talked about it, I was like, it is the best thing about the game. Yeah. Um, I still feel that way. The clickers sound ridiculous. The gunshots sound impactful. Even just the sound of reloading or clicking the gun or modifying the gun. It's, it, the sound is absolutely incredible in that game yeah and so this is like one of those categories where i'm like that absolutely deserves to be in there and i if it was up to me i would give it to that that's not to say that ghost of Tsushima does not have amazing sound it also does and i agree with Eric. all the nature sounds and everything are incredible and if it won it i wouldn't be mad you know um i really don't know which one's going to win I think you made a good observation there with half-life alex uh, especially with it being a vr i hadn't really thought about that um it's a game i haven't experienced so again can't really say i think you could be right though maybe the critics will go for that one Um, it's nominated there so the sound must be good and it's within vr and vr games don't get nominated at all like there is a vr category mm-hmm. do you yeah, know what i mean that, that's, it's that's not just in the twice yeah it's not just in the vr category so yeah, yeah i good observation i didn't think about that either how important sound would be to vr actually yeah so, yeah, I think the critics actually might go with Half-Life Alex, but I would go with The Last of Us 2. Okay. So, next category. Best performance. Awarded oh to an individual for voice over acting, motion, and or performance capture. We've got Ashley Johnson as Ellie, Laura Bailey as Abby, Dasuk Suji as Jin Sakai. I probably butchered the fuck out of that. Logan Cunningham as Hades, and holy fuck, how do you, <laughs> <laughs> how do you pronounce that? I think it's Najee Jeter. As Miles uh, Morales. As Miles Morales, Spider-Man. We if apologize we... for pronouncing yeah, yeah. those names wrong if we did. Yeah, if we pronounce them wrong, it's just that we're not used to the, the spelling of it. But, um, okay. Just so... used to Quivas and Cormacs. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And and, and Um. <laughs> <laughs> which is actually teeth that's not the name at all <laughs> Even. Um, so Eric again going to come to you first we're, we're going to keep this this Ooh, okay. uh, this is a tough one I think mm-hmm. yes it is 
Um, because I didn't see enough of Miles Morales to appreciate um that man's performance. I was about to say his name, but I don't want to butcher it. So it's not uh, Naji. It is Naji, is it? it yeah, be. but it could be. So. But it could be Naughty. It could be a silent J. You don't know. It could be. Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah, I mean, yeah. It could be a Naughty heater. Yeah, I mean, the J pronounces a H. You have no idea. I I genuinely don't. I don't no. know. So uh, anyway, I I didn't see enough of Miles Morales to to be able to to appreciate his performance. Uh, I did not play Hades, so I don't know about Logan Cunningham. And I don't think Dasuki Suji, maybe? The, your man who plays Jin Sakai, I don't think he will get it based on the fact that, I think Chris, you even pointed out when you were first playing it, at the start of the game he is very, kind of almost wooden. Right. That, that is on purpose. It is, yeah. It is on purpose for the character. But I feel like on that basis that he is wooden for like nearly a whole first act. And it's only after the first act, really, when he starts to actually show some sort of emotion. Mm-hmm. And starts to kind of um, show the, the range that the actor can play. Uh, yeah. I feel like the, the, the critics will go between Ashley Johnson and Laura Bailey. And I feel like they will go for Laura Bailey. I feel like the critics will go for her. Mm-hmm. Based on the fact that, again, now this would just be down to my personal opinion, but I feel like Laura Bailey made that story better. Like, her, her section, Abby's section of The Last of Us Part Two was a better section, and I feel like she was a far more... Even though at the start of the game, you absolutely wanted to kill that character, yeah. you kind of, when you did play as her, you were like, actually, I'm, I'm torn now. So I feel like on that base, the critics might be like, well, the fact that she can make you torn, at first you want to kill her, and then all of a sudden you're like, actually, I really like this person. Uh, I like her story, and I like her interactions. I feel like they'll choose her, and I will go for myself. I'd actually go for uh, your man who plays Jin Sakai. I for, felt what re- for what reason? I, because I felt his journey uh, was a way more interesting, and I actually would go from, based on what I said earlier, just a couple seconds ago, his range. To go from such a wooden character to a character so confused and angry and broken and, and not really knowing which side is right. And mm. the the fact that when he is talking, the, the justifications that he creates for himself and the fact that that actor was able to, to push that across. So that's what I would go for, but I think the critics go for Laura Bailey. Cool. Okay. Adam, what do you think? Um, I, I think it's it's obviously between Ashley or Laura. Um, I think for me personally, it's Ashley Johnson as Ellie. I think regardless of the writing of any of the characters, we're talking about their performance here. And although Ellie becomes such a, maybe an annoying character or perhaps an unlikable character, Ashley's performance throughout it is solid and never breaks. Um, Laura's for me... Like, I think critics could go for any of the two. You could be right, Eric. They could go for Laura Bailey. But for the reasons you specified, I think it's hard to tell whether that's the writing or the performance. And for me, I don't think her performance was necessarily good. Her journey was good, yeah. But that's the that's the writing and the characters around her made her section of the game better. Yeah. Not necessarily Laura. But for me, it's it's Ashley Johnson. I think I, I really felt for every moment that she, she had 
decisions to be made and stuff like that. I could see the confusion in her face. I could see her being broken. I could see like when she's like breaking down in tears. Um, the bit where like even when she subtly plays the guitar, uh, just the small intricacies in her face. Even I, I, you could tell a lot with her. I didn't really get that with 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 Abby and Laura's character at, at all. But so I think I, I I'm gonna go with Ashley, and I think the critics will go Ashley. Cool. Okay. Um, for me, this category, um, I think something dawned on me there actually, as Eric was talking about, um, uh, like Jin Sakai's character arc, right? Which is, I think, why actually for me that one had the best narrative, was that within this open world game, you actually have this character narrative of someone slowly, slowly, slowly changing. And having a full arc and becoming this other thing. And I think he did a really great job in like restricting himself until until really and and slowly, really slowly peeling back until you see the humanity underneath the samurai code. Um, but I think that's not just down to him. I think that is actually part of the narrative and part of the directing and part of the writing and, and the whole way along, right? Not to say they didn't do a great job. Um Miles Morales, I'm not nearly far enough into it. I like the guy. He's really charismatic. He's funny. He's He, he seems like yeah, he a good, good kid. Good, good. I think people are going to relate to him. Um, but for me, this category, I agree, really comes down to Ashley Johnson and Laura Bailey, I think. And this is another category where uh, I think The Last of Us 2 is strong, which is the performance of the characters. Again, regardless yeah. of whether you agree with the narrative, how they're being performed is excellent so it's like you could say like if if i was to say troy baker was excellent as joel in the last of us too it was like no no he wasn't he just stood there and died it's like no like you know he didn't <laughs> just stand there and die okay he, he, he stood there and died really well character yeah yeah and he performed it really well good, so man. uh i think for yeah for me it really comes down to ashley and laura here if it was up to me it's ashley johnson yeah um, I said it before. I think the way she performs Ellie in this game is incredible. She, you can tell that real tears have come out in her performance playing this game. She went to dark places to play it, um, as in the character. Um, there's heartbreak in her. There's confusion in her. There's conflict in her. It's it's a miserable journey with her, and you can feel her anger. There's moments of light. You still get that sassy teenager at times as well. You still get her little yeah, quips like, and a bit of comedy. The scene alone, I think, yeah, is showcases like going from the brutal character to this, like again, the girl that we once knew. That alone, I think, is way better than anything Laura Bailey did throughout the game. Yeah, she plays like multiple ages in it. Um, I do think that the, a, a reason Laura could win, though, is that her performance was so effective that genuine people death threat her in reality well you're leading genuinely to, thought it was her <laughs> you're leading me to the next bit while i would choose ashley johnson yeah and i hope she wins because i think it's the best performance i've seen in a game this year i think laura bailey is who the critics are going to pick uh, not to say that she did a bad performance. She did a really good performance. Yeah. It's not bad at all. But I do think there's an element to it now where it like, comes down to a little bit of like bravery for taking on this role and for, and for living with it 
after the fact and stuff. And it's like, we need to congratulate her for just, you know. And then in some ways, it's like, I could do more. Maybe, harm, maybe, though. maybe, yeah, I know. It could. It really could. This could backfire in multiple ways. Or maybe it'll yeah. give her the pat on the back to say, no, you know what? It was worth it. And, you know, yeah. I, I had a tough time, but at least there's some recognition of the work that I actually put in because she didn't do a bad job by any stretch no. of the imagination. Um, I wouldn't be mad if she got it. I no, I think it comes down I, to those two. Really. I personally would pick Ashley Johnson. Yeah. Um, but I just have a feeling it's going to be Laura Bailey. Yeah. Um, is there, actually, just out of curiosity, is there anyone that you feel is missing from that category that should be there? Because you know, always just five, is it? Like some of them have go for six or... Some, some, some of them have a few more. <laughs> I do think it's a bit unusual that no one from Final Seven remake I is there. I do as well. And um, possibly Tifa. I was gonna say, I think it should yeah. be Tifa. I think Tifa should be in there. I don't think she should win. Like I still, even no, if she was there, I, think I would she still does be need a nomination. Ashley Johnson, but I actually, she really blew my mind during that game. I've never yeah. liked Tifa as much as a Seven remake. Yeah. Um, she did a really good job. Yeah. Like really, really brought that character to life in every layer and aspect. And there's other good performances in that game too. But I really, Tifa stole the show for me in that game. Uh, Eric, do you think there's anyone that should have been added to that category that's not there? Um, sure. Who? Your man who played Nemesis in the way he says stars of Resident Evil 3. So good. You fucking <laughs> asshole. <laughs> you don't think... No, seriously, though. Do you think there's anyone that should have been added? I mean, yeah, I'm sure there's plenty of people in there. There's no one really... Like, yeah. Like, I could literally name nearly everyone from so, Final Fantasy so, 7. Hold on, hold on. Like, the answer no, then, if there's no one that comes to mind. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that, I'm that asking would be you, a no. is there anyone you think should be added? Not for the critics. <laughs> um, you're one who plays Aerith, to be honest. Yeah, I know you liked Final Aerith seven. a lot, didn't you? Yeah, I thought, she, I thought she really brought that character alive. I think that was her yeah, first acting. One of yeah, her she's voice, a YouTuber. Voice, yeah, yeah, one of her voice, first um, voice acting gigs. And she really brought that character to life because she had that caring element to her but then there was just there was again like you were saying with Ashley Johnson that sassiness to her like there was a bit of a like joking and messing with him and I I thought she felt really human every time she was talking so I I, I think that's a good shout out I think for a first performance Mm. really good job especially as such a big character yeah like what a monumental character to take on for someone who's like really just dipping their toes in, in the world of voice acting you know no one in that game, though, I think... No, no, no one was bad. No one was... No, like, no, 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 no. Not, yeah. Everyone was really, really good. They got a really good cast of characters in that. Yeah. Except for maybe Johnny. Nah, but, his, nah, yeah. but, but his job Johnny's is great. to be annoying, so he succeeded there. Yeah. Um. I feel like... Am I missing a category here? The next one is best ongoing? Is it? Is it? Oh. Well, there's game. I have games for impact here on the on the screen. Games for impact, yeah. Okay. Oh, I right. Don't, yeah. I don't know. I'm gonna be honest. I, I, I haven't played any of these. Any of these. I'm always really fascinated by this category. Um, and it is unfortunate that they kind of go under the radar a bit. Um, honestly, if any of them win, I I don't know what any of the games are, but I'm glad that they're all they exist and that category exists and it gives like because yeah. i know 
after the fact, after this award is given out, generally this type, these type of games get well known, and it just comes out. They're generally lower end. Um, I suppose devs normally. Do you want to yeah. list the and games off just for the listeners? It, yeah, it found Kentucky Route Zero TV Edition Spiritfarer. Tell me why and through the darkness of times or darkest of times. Um, so generally these yeah these games have some sort of pro social meaning or message as it's stated here. Um, I know what's a couple of years back. I don't know if it was last year. It was a few game awards ago. There was a game called That Dragon Cancer, and the game was all about parents, uh, two parents struggling with their kid who was diagnosed with cancer and stuff like that. And it was wow. like the message of that. But the game dev actually went through that, and he made a, basically it was a diary of his experience through a video oh, game. Man. So that's that's the level of what these <laughs> type of games are. That's what are. they mean by games for impact, right? Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I haven't they're played actually any impact, Jesus. So I am not gonna play any of these. But as I well, be, yeah. my tear ducts will be destroyed. Oh yeah, Eric the Crier. <laughs> But I have to say, I haven't even... Here's the other thing. I can't even comment on what I think. So I can't say what I would pick because I haven't played any of them. But I can't even yeah. comment what I think would win because I haven't even heard anyone talk about these. No. That's so, what I mean. Yeah. I, I'm glad that... The, so, that's one nice thing about the Game Awards is that it brings light to kind of lower-end games that aren't um, you know, talked about enough. So, okay, moving so, on. Yeah, let's jump on to best ongoing... Um, some of these, by the way, you'll have noticed in the other categories, because they're so much bigger in some ways, maybe for us personally, we might have spent more time. Some of these we might kind of rush through quickly, like I might not spend as much time. Yeah. But what are the nominations for best ongoing? So I think for this, I'm just going to name my critic, what I think the critics are going to pick, because I, I wouldn't have a clue. Um, right. So this is awarded to a game for outstanding development of ongoing content that evolves the player experience over time. We've got Apex Legends, Destiny 2, Call of Duty Warzone, Fortnite, and No Man's Sky. Okay, so, so do yeah, want... I think each of us, there's probably no point in saying what we would pick. No. no. What do you think the critics will pick? Eric? I think they'll actually pick No Man's Sky, considering it's actually managed to survive this long and has evolved a lot to offer people so much new stuff. So I think they'll go for No Man's Sky. Right. I'm the same. Yeah, No Man's Sky. It's showing up on the new consoles as well, so um, it's obviously getting huge support. I'm gonna go the other way, but for similar to, for similar reasons, uh, I'm gonna go with Fortnite. I think they might give it to Fortnite for something that's lasted this long. And even like when we watched that PlayStation, you know, event when they were still showcasing the games and stuff, it was one of the ones that got in there. I didn't see the other ones there. Now that's not maybe that's just because of a target audience, but at the same time, I'm like, is this still a selling point for a console? <laughs> yep. <laughs> uh, okay, next category, best indie. So for outstanding creative and technical achievement in a game made outside traditional publisher system, we've got Carry On, Fall Guys, Ultimate Knockout, Hades, Splunky Two, and Spiritfarer. Okay. Does does one that they would personally pick here before we say what we think um, we get it? Like <laughs> the only one I've played is Fall Guys, and it is great, and I I love it. But I think it's obviously going to be Hades, isn't it? Yeah, I think. Well, I think they... Hades or Spiritfarer. But Spiritfarer wasn't in the best game of the year. Yeah, the fact that like was... the, the best indie game, like Hades, is in there, and it was also in best game of the year. 
It's got to be Hades, isn't it? It's got to be Hades. But I've heard a lot about this carrion game as well. Yeah, yeah. see, you play as some weird, grotesque, meaty alien thing. I, I, think, I, yeah. I mean, I've seen like a few little gameplay footage of it. Yeah. Looks I think I think personally it'll, that category will come down between Hades and Carrion from what I've heard but I think the critics are surely going to pick Hades just based on how much it has been nominated elsewhere and those yeah. other ones have not mm. um, but Fall Guys is great crack that is good, yeah. <laughs> um, best mobile game I'm curious to see what you think here um, so Adam, oh, for the best it? game playable on a mobile device we've got Among Us Call of Duty Mobile Genshin Impact, Legends of Runeterra, Pokemon Cafe Mix. There's another okay. Pokemon game. Okay. And actually, Eric. <laughs> Adam will add to his list now. Pokemon Cafe Mix. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Action. Eric, uh, let's have it. What do you think? I have only played Among Us. Among Us is good fun. Uh, I know, I think Adam was telling me one time, I think you were telling me, or someone else was, that game was eventually going to die. And then they just kicked off somehow. Because people went, oh, this is fun to play that. But I don't think I'll get it. Yeah, I mean, I I think I actually think it's between one of the 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 other three. So Genshin Impact, Legends of Runeterra, and Pokemon. And honestly, again, I've only played Among Us, so I have no idea, fucking idea. Uh, I'm gonna go with Genshin Impact. Is that you just like the name of it? <laughs> you think the yeah. critics are gonna pick it? Just <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you haven't heard anything about it. You're just like, it's a good shout, sounds... Eric. Uh, yeah, I'm gambling heard... on this one. I got 50 euro on it. I've got. I've... <laughs> I've heard good things about Genshin Impact, so you couldn't pick any, anything better. <laughs> um, Genshin Impact is supposed to be really, really good. I do think Among Us is going to win it. I haven't heard pretty much anything about any of these games except Among Us. I've even played Among Us, and I'm not a mobile gamer at all. It seems like everyone has played Among Us, and it was a real talking point this year, so I think it's going to win as well. There was a little bit of, not controversy, but confusion with this, just because it's not a game from this year. It's like two years old. That to me screams that they plan on giving it an award as well, though. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, can we put it in there? Because we really like it. <laughs> I think Jeff Keighley's um, kind of uh, answer to that was, well, it's a, although it came out, it's it was big talk. It's a big game this year. Like all the games of this um, in this category are really popular games amongst critics this year yeah so therefore it deserves to be there okay there's a couple of categories here that i feel like we we there's not much we could say on them right like best community support yeah, best I don't or em probably well that one's probably going to be half-life isn't it yeah yeah probably i would imagine so i'd imagine it, it will be because of the other nominations maybe we should jump down to best action there's a couple of categories well, actually, i just want to say that. there's innovation and accessibility i don't know what that means <laughs> Okay, well, no, I'll like, read it I out. know what it means, but I don't right. know why certain games are there. I know. <laughs> well, the last of us part two is going to win that. Yeah, uh, yeah, I yeah, I think so. I mean, that was one of the things that they were showcasing was how people with blindness or deafness or whatever that could still play the game due to the accessibility features in it. Yeah. So that's gonna win that. I, I agree. Best action. Their best action We've for the done. best. Game in the action genre focused primarily on combat. We've got Doom Eternal, Hades, Half-Life Alex, Neo 2, and Streets of War. What do we think? I think they'll give it to Doom Eternal. Thanks, Adam. Doom Eternal? Yes. I mean, Uh, it's absolutely carrying. It's going to be between... 
Yeah, it is going to be between Doom Eternal and Hades, I think. Um, I think Doom Eternal deserves it. I, I absolutely think that deserves it. The combat in that is so fun. I and think it's primarily focused on combat. That's literally Doom's thing. It's yeah, all yeah, it is is yeah. action. <laughs> in this, I have to say, in this category, I feel like this is like you know when you go back to when we were talking about music, and you're like, I mean, yeah. there's just no, you can nominate all you want, but you might as well have just put this one thing in the category. So for me, it's Doom Eternal. Like, it, yeah, you know what I mean. It's this is its whole thing, and it does it really well. Yeah. So for me, it absolutely should and probably will get best action. The next one is best action adventure. Oof, fuck. For the best action adventure game combining combat with traversal and puzzle solving, we've got Assassin's Creed Valhalla, Ghost of Tsushima, Marvel Spider-Man Miles Morales, Ori and the Will of the Wisps, Star Wars Jedi on Order. That's that's where it's slotted in. Uh, and the last was part two. So the Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order was um, last year's game, but obviously didn't make the cut, and this is where it's being placed. Okay, so, um, by the way, can I just say, since you've just mentioned that, that's one that I feel should have been, not that it would have won, but should have been in best audio sound design. I think. Over the other games? Or just included alongside them, because... Um, no, like I still would have if it was there, I still would give it to the Last of Us Part Two, but I feel like it should have been a sh- given a shout out there because the sound effects of the the lightsaber, uh, the force effects, the blasters, like the sounds are really good in it. Uh, I think it actually should have it deserved one other category for just a nomination. That's okay. Um, anyway, Eric, right? So I would give it to Jedi Fallen Order based on the fact that. From Adam's description, it's got action, it's got traversal, it's got a puzzle solving. Um, because I don't really think The Last of Us Two has that much puzzle solving or anything in it, so I don't know if it feels that I didn't really play Valhalla. Ghost of Tsushima doesn't really have any puzzle solving. Didn't play Miles well, Morales. Puzzles, I... puzzles are even like, okay, how do you get past this room of enemies? That's a puzzle. I know, but like Jedi Fallen Order has that plus actual puzzles and platforming and everything. Okay. <laughs> Like yeah. uh, so, sure. like it. It's definitely the it, the closest one to the description of it. And then I didn't play Ori, so I would choose Jedi Fallen Order because I think it does all that stuff really well. I think especially considering like the long list of Star Wars games we've been getting, and a good few of them have been pretty shit. And this comes out and it's actually really really good. Uh, but I think they'd actually give it to Ori in the Will of the Wisps because Jedi Fallen Order didn't come out this year. It came out last year. It was just late. Okay. I think that's one of the things they'll take again. So I think they'll give it to Ori. Uh, Adam, what do you think? I think they're going to give it to The Last of Us Part 2, but I think either Ghost of Tsushima or Miles Morales deserve it. Okay. One of them, too. I can't make my mind over which one. Like, they're so different, really, but both of them are so fun. Yeah. I think if it was up to me... Uh, based on that description, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order should get it. Um, I might be able to explain it a little bit better. <laughs> Not just because it has those things, but because it does them really well. <laughs> and I think it... Um, no, I think like it's the same thing as like if you're thinking... Like, the action category, for example, and you put Doom Eternal in there, and you're like, yeah, 
Doom is like the it is an action game, and there might be another game in there that's a better game overall. But if you just take action as a genre on its own, it does that the best. And I think in terms of action adventure of those mm. games, I think Jedi Fallen Order does it the best. It really balances all those things incredibly well. Uh, it's such a fu- it's like Uncharted in Star Wars. Like it's you're you're talking about t- like those are two d- d- like big action adventure platforms mashed together it does it incredibly well but the game that i don't think it's going to get it i actually think spider-man miles morales might i'm not far enough into it yet but because of the traversal in it and how fast paced the action is and everything i think it has a really good chance of getting best action adventure yeah um next category best role-playing games ah come on look look let's not be let's not beat around the bush here okay Actually, no, this this might go another way. Yep. <laughs> anyway, uh, for the best game designed with rich player character customization and progression, including massively multiplayer experiences. Uh, that's a bit misleading. <laughs> oh, it can include massively can multiplayer include, experiences, yeah. I suppose. So we got Final Fantasy VII Remake, Genshin Impact, Persona 5 Royale, Wasteland 3, Yakuza Like a Dragon. What do you think, Eric? Uh, I would give it the Final Fantasy Seven. I think they'll give it the Persona Five. I, I think that is a fair guess. Yeah. I one hundred percent agree with Eric. Yeah. I yes. <laughs> Eric wins. Yeah. yeah. If it was up to me, I'd give it the Final Fantasy Seven. I think of when I think of RPGs, I think of like the the action, the st- strategy, and fast paced and everything. I think it does it so well. I've heard way too many good things about Persona Five though. And Persona Five Royal is another, just an addition of an earlier game that has yeah. been released this year, and it's actually that might be a reason why it won't win. Actually, is because we'll it see. could possibly have won before. In which case, maybe Genshin Impact. That's like maybe. if that's the possibly. reason. If it's because of it's a it's an add-on, then yeah, I would have given it to Genshin. Yeah. Possibly, yeah. Um. Okay. Next category. <laughs> Best fighting, having a clue. If we're gonna be uh, honest, Doom Eternal. That's all well, you're what, doing. It. You fight. What are the What are the um, nominations? We've got Grand Blue Fantasy versus Mortal Kombat 11 Ultimate, Street Fighter 5 Champion Edition, One Punch Man, A Hero Nobody Knows, <laughs> Under Night and Birth X, <laughs> CLR. What the fuck is? That sounds like command line. <laughs> like, what the fuck? I okay. don't know what that one is. Anyone think anything? Uh, I would give it to Mortal Kombat 11. It's the only one I played. <laughs> I think it's going to be Mortal for, Kombat 11. For the crack, I'm going to say they're going to give it a one-punch man. <laughs> do you, you hope they are, do you? I think it would be hilarious. Just for the laugh. Because I think um, in, in the game, it's they, they do it a little differently. So you pick the fighter... Maybe I'm completely wrong. Um, but you're fighting with the fighter, waiting for one one punch man to come along to finish the fight because he's always late to a fight. So I think you're always holding out, which I think is a very different tactic to what you usually do in a fighting game. Maybe I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure that's what you're doing. With. I would give it to Mortal Kombat, and I think they're going to. Ah, probably. I think they're going to. There's a lot of excitement and buzz around that one, and it does play well. The graphics are really good in it. 
as far and as fighting games go. It, they also know. like added in new fighters again, and there's like the yeah. expansion and shit. But that's what this one is. This is the expansion. Yeah. yeah. So I think it's gonna get it. Yeah. Um, best family games. Okay, so we got well for the best game appropriate for family play, irrespective of genre or platform. We got Animal Crossing, Crash Bandicoot, Fall Guys, Mario Kart, Minecraft Dungeons, Paper Mario. Uh, well, it's Mario Kart Live Home Circuit. I don't really know what that actually is, but I don't think it's a traditional Mario Kart game. This one's got to be. An- this one's got to be Animal Crossing, doesn't it? I think so, yeah. 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 Definitely. Didn't you say I mean, it's I mean, the game that sold the best this year? Yeah, and it was in game of the year as well, so <laughs> I mean uh, it's got it. Like I I mean me personally would be Fall Guys. But you know, there's like yeah. When I was queuing up for Doom Eternal, there was nothing but kids waiting for Animal Crossing. It's perfect for them. Yeah. <laughs> but do you think anything different, Eric, or no, I think Animal Crossing because like there's people I work 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 with like and they put in like over sixty hours or something gameplay into it and stuff and all they do is like go fishing or go talk to each other so it's like their own little little yeah. community which I actually think is perfect this year for kids because they can't yeah. go out to talk to their friends yeah. so actually Animal Crossing would have been perfect for them to go yeah. talk to their friends in the virtual world. I think it's gonna be Animal Crossing, yeah. I, I agree. I think it is as well. I don't know which one deserves it personally. I haven't played like most of these, but I do think it's the one that's going to get it. Um, I don't know how many more of these that I, I have a lot to say on, if I'm being honest. Uh, what are the rest of the categories other than esports? Because we weren't going to get into all the because we just don't follow um, no. like particular esports players and stuff. But what were the other categories? We'll see if there's one that's like, oh yeah, let's let's talk about that one. Well, there's best sim strategy. Okay. There's well, best sports or racing, best multiplayer, content creator of the year. I think that's yeah, an interesting one. That's a good one. And then best debut game is the last one, isn't it? Yeah. Um, will we jump to content creator of the year? Sure. Yeah. It's got to be our so, girl, right? For a streamer or content creator who has made an important and positive impact on the community in 2020. You got Alana Pierce, Jay and Lopez, Nick Marks, Tim the Tatman, mm-hmm. and Valkyrie. So, like, when I was looking at this, I was kind of, like, between Alana Pierce and Valkyrie. Mm-hmm. I actually went through, and I, I've actually done all my votes already, and um, I... I for Valkyrie, um, her whole streams on Among Us have been r- fucking hilarious. Uh, really enjoyable to watch. But then just thinking back, and I was like, like as well as where she, where she was, and then leaving, and then starting something else, and leaving again, and where she's going now. I think this absolutely deserves to go to Alana Pierce. It's not necessarily the positive impact on the community. I don't know much about her community. Maybe she has a big following that way. But I think of like what she, in terms of content creation, um, and the podcast that she's made with Troy Baker and stuff like that. It's, I think it definitely deserves to be Alana Pierce. Um, I agree, hundred percent. I'd give it to yeah, Alana Pierce. I, I was gonna say Alana Pierce too. And um, 
I think they will also pick Alana Pierce. I'd actually be really surprised if it's not Alana Pierce. Um, I'm like, she's my girl in this one. I I think Alana should get it. I'm actually rooting. I actually want her to get it. Because I think she has put an awful lot of work in this year. Yeah, she's like, and just seeing someone, what would look like, oh, you're in the dream job, and then, no, she leaves, and then it's like, oh, it looks like you're now after in your dream job, and she leaves, and you can kind of see that all these other jobs, what for other people, she always wanted to work in the games industry. Mm-hmm. That ended up being in journalism. And although that may be a dream job for some, it wasn't necessarily where she was wanting to be she's just kind of learning more about the industry through these jobs yeah. she ended up voice acting on gears of war five she ended up voice at cyberpunk she's slowly getting into games where she wants to be and she's now a writer well, i think it's a junior writer for santa monica studios like what yeah, a way amazing. to and as well in career if you watch her podcasts and the way she talks about games she often says it like while she will play some of those fun games like among us and multiplayer stuff and all that she really yeah. she's all in for the narrative experiences and she like even when they had troy baker on and they talk like you know in-depth detail the narrative of the last of us part two what worked for her and what didn't which is why i'm like i think she's going to be a really good writer as well like yeah she's really really conscious about um the decisions of characters and the pacing of it. So, come on, Alana. <laughs> yeah. um, I think the rest of the categories then there's there's best debut game and then there's lots of esports stuff and all like that. Um, I'm not sure we're gonna have much to say yeah. about the rest of the categories. I suppose the last thing I'd love to finish on, and we might have hinted at it, maybe people might um might already predict where we're going with this. But at the beginning, we reckoned that the critics. Like we we've said all along what we would pick and then what we think the critics will pick, right? And saying we reckon the critics are probably going to give Game of the Year to The Last of Us Part Two, right? Yeah. Um, what do we think the people's choice? What do we think people are going to give the wider world? What are they going to give Game of the Year? Uh, Eric, you first. Animal Crossing. They all love Animal Crossing. They're all... I don't know. Uh, the people choice... Uh, I, I, get, I think I said it before. See, because I was taking into account critics myself and the wider people when I said Hades. Oh, you think Hades will get people's choice? Yeah, yeah. Cool. I think because okay. it's such a, a well-loved game. Okay. And would you be happy if that got it? Yeah. I mean, I'm going to go buy it today and play it. Why the fuck not? <laughs> awesome. Why not? Why not? Is it, is it on... Sorry, just because I know primarily PlayStation players. Is it on PlayStation? I thought it was only on PC. I thought... Uh, well, I only ever saw people playing it on PC, so I don't know, actually. Yeah, because my friend... go check. Playing on PC. Yeah, yeah, do check. Yeah, yeah. Which is why I probably haven't... Because exp- I haven't even seen it on the store. Because it is something I would want to check out. Like it's this high price. Yeah, stuff. maybe just do a, a quick, quick, quick check, check actually, because um, I think Hades. that's that's important actually in considering people's choice. Um, are the consoles and considering the consoles? How accessible it is. Yeah, I don't think it's on. I don't think it's on PlayStation. I'm pretty sure I've seen it advertised on PlayStation. I don't think it is. 
Yeah, don't I? I don't think it is. Um, let's just see if uh, I just checked the store there, but I'll just check Hades the game and see if it says what platform yeah, yeah. it's on. Yeah. Steam. Yeah, it's on uh, Steam. PC. Oh wait, platforms. Switch. It's on the Switch, Mac OS, uh, and Windows. Switch, Mac OS, and Windows. So if you have the Switch, Eric, what you do? There you All go. right. All there right. We go. Uh, I can't. Um, uh, Adam, what do you think is going to get people's choice? See, that's why I kind of always think about it as well. Is you see, I it's really interesting this year because you've got a shit ton of people that bought Animal Crossing, and if they're really into it, they will. Like much like when people review bomb, they will go on Twitter and they'll like go into their Reddit forums and sit and they just go, "You gotta vote for Animal Crossing. It was the best game ever." You know, and there's <laughs> loads of them. So for that reason, it may end up getting quite a lot of votes there. Um, Hades possibly not, just because of the limited platforms it's on. How many people actually played it? We're seeing a lot of streamers and critics playing it and praising it. But how many of the people actually play with the people? <laughs> I don't think Doom Eternal is going to get it. There's too much controversy surrounding Bethesda uh, and Doom Eternal when it launched anyway. So, um, yeah, I, and I don't know if enough people actually ended up playing it. Which is interesting then, because then it comes down to just three Sony platforms, three Sony exclusives. Which you can only play and on PlayStation. There's a yeah. lot of PlayStation players, so I think it's fair... I think in the past, like when there was the PS3 era and stuff like that, and you couldn't really, you know, generally it was a cross-platform game that was always going to win. You were never going to get an exclusive because there wasn't enough player base to to play it. Um, whereas this time around, the majorities of majority of players have PlayStation, so it's likely to be these. There could be enough people that go on to purposely vote so that Last of Us doesn't win. Oh, right, okay. And there may be a lot of people that try to vote to make sure Last of Us does win because there's a lot of controversy surrounding that title. Um, which is not fair. It's not a fair way of voting for Game of the Year. You genuinely no. should just go you in give and it vote to the one for you think, yeah. is your yeah. favorite Game of the Year. Um, but based on that kind of narrowing down, I think it's going to go to Ghost of Tsushima as the people's choice. There's a lot of technicality there. I, I'm I haven't got as much of a breakdown, but I'm gonna say I think Ghost of Tsushima will also be the people's choice. I think I kind of that was kind of what I was saying earlier when I said I had three answers to the question, which was my personal favorite Five Hundred Seven Remake. I the critics' favorite seems to be Last of Us Part Two, and I think it's gonna win it. Yeah. But I think generally across the board, Ghost of Tsushima is the game that deserves it, and I think the people across the world will recognize that. And therefore, I think Ghost of Tsushima will get people's choice game of the year. But those are just our thoughts on the nominations and categories for Game of the Year Awards 2020. We'd love to know what other people think. Are we way off? Do people, you know, is everyone like, no, look, loads of people actually play PC. Hades is the best game ever made. We don't know. I mean, loads of people do play PC. They do. You'll have to let us know. So if you're watching us on YouTube, jump into the comments and let us know what you think would win in each and every category. You could have been doing that as you go along, as you're listening. Um, or let us know where we were wrong. Or, or if there's any games that have been left out of a category that should be included. That you're like, it, it's been robbed. It need, like That actually should have been up there. Um, and also, it would be great if you enjoyed this. Give us a thumbs up. Subscribe to the channel. 
and click the notification bell so you know when we put out bonuses and other weekly episodes. If you listen to us on audio platforms, touch base on social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Get into a discussion with us what you think deserves Game of the Year, what you think is going to get the people's choice, etc., etc. All the stuff we've talked about. Thank you so much for listening. We'll talk to you guys next time. Bye-bye. Bye.